1: Welcome to Ticking Stock with Kelly McMillan. If the name sounds like a business show to you, then you've got it all wrong. Kelly McMillan is the principal of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks, and will talk about shooting for fun, competition, hunting, and self-defense. Now, here is your host, Kelly McMillan. Welcome to Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. I'm your host. And today we're
2: broadcasting live from Las Vegas, the Sands Convention Center at the 2017 SHOT Show. Now for those of you who aren't familiar with the firearms industry, uh, the SHOT Show is the show where all of the manufacturers get together and show all the new products for the year for the dealers. So though it's not open to the public, anybody who has any interest in firearms at all tries to finagle a way to get into this show. There's about 65,000 people in attendance over the last four days. A million square feet of displays of nothing but firearms and firearms-related uh, equipment. So it's been a great show for us. This is the last day. We're we're broadcasting live, as I said. I'm joined here uh, with my uh, co-host uh, Zeb Nadler. Say hi, would you, Zeb?
3: Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, Las Vegas virtually.
2: And we're going to be joined here in the first part of this uh, show by a good friend of mine and a business associate. But before we do that, I'd like to talk a little bit about the new dawn. And I am absolutely certain that all of you know exactly what I'm talking about. For the first time in eight years, I woke up this morning with an excitement, a a joy. And I have to be honest, there, there were large screen TVs all over the floor here showing the inauguration and when he took the podium, I have to admit, I got a little teary-eyed. I was I was very emotional because this means a lot to us in the firearms industry because we think for the first time in a long time, we've got somebody who really understands us, who is on our side, who knows, loves, and believes in the second amendment. And uh, we're hoping that, that as things start to change uh through his administration we'll see positive things i want to say welcome to the new president donald trump personally um i voted for him i'm i'm proud to be an american today as i always am unlike some of uh, our former first lady uh i've been you know proud to be an american all of my life but today's a special day for us and, and I know our first guest, his name is Bennett Langlots. He's a patent attorney, and, and I first came to know him many years ago when he courted my business, and uh, we decided that, yeah, we had some proprietary names that we wanted to to uh, protect, so we had some trademarks registered, and, and he's done a tremendous job. We also have a patent on a semi-automatic 50 cal that uh, Bennett did the work on, and and he's, he's helped us to protect our intellectual property. And that's a big part of this industry because there are a lot of people in it. Uh, ben, uh, why don't you say hi to our listeners and uh, give us a little
4: bit of your background. Thank you, Kelly. It's it's good to be here, and uh, it's nice to be able to talk on such an auspicious day. So I, I was an old, boring old Silicon Valley patent attorney for about 10 years uh, when I became a gun enthusiast. And like I suspect many in this industry... I turned my passion into my profession. And I transformed my practice into uh, a focus on the firearms industry. And I'm having a great time doing it. I I love working on gun technology just as much as I like shooting. And I tend to do a lot more of it these days, it seems.
2: A guy who came by the booth this morning said, if you do what you love, how can you call it work? Exactly. So so we've managed to find a way that we can earn a living, and uh, be positive in an industry that we really love, and so it's not really like a job for us. It's not. The, the best thing,
4: when I started off in this industry, I knew the best brands, uh, I knew the best, best companies, and I finally got to meet my heroes, the people who ran these companies and, and made them what they are, and, and now it's a dream come true. Not only do I get to hang out with my heroes and and uh, talk to them, acquainted with them, but they ask me for advice, and sometimes they even follow it.
2: Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I know that, that the law wasn't your first choice of profession. Why don't we go way back and you tell us you know, what you did you know, as a young man?
4: Well, I was an engineer. Uh, that was what I studied in college and uh, worked in the Silicon Valley. Um, good, good opportunities, good experiences there, but um, needed something a little bit more. Went to law school, and being a patent attorney, combining the two was the obvious thing. And then I combined the third thing, which is a firearms enthusiasm and knowledge, and that trifecta is what has really <laughs> led to my happiness now.
3: Well, ben, terrific. you know, I, I uh, really enjoyed your Facebook posts uh, during the run-up to the election. Uh, I was literally glued to your page as you were giving very succinct and very uh, real analysis as, as to how the election would turn out that went ran counter to the mainstream media, which we all know now was a big joke. Um, I wonder what is your confidence level, and how would you like to express that with uh, with Trump uh, being the new president, and how will that affect us as gun owners and gun dealers and manufacturers?
4: Well, Zev, one of the for the last year, I've had optimism about Trump, but I've also told people, well, he's going to break our hearts every now and then. And today, I don't really feel that so much. I think he's really going to do things that are going to going to work for us, and I don't think he's going to break our hearts very often. The interesting thing that people are talking about in the industry right now is the effect that the loss of fear in the marketplace is going to have on this industry because a lot of the buyers in the past eight years have been buying things that they were afraid that Obama or Hillary were going to ban. And that fear has evaporated and that means there are a lot of companies that aren't able to run their machines all day long and three shifts. But, and, and crank out product that's going to make them money. They've got to do something else to attract the business. And to me, the key word for what people need to do in the future is innovation. They've got to compete with better product and newer product and things that attract the, the customers. Thankfully, I'm here to help them protect those innovations.
2: Exactly. That works right into your hands because anything that's new come out, any new businesses, any new product names, any new patentable ideas, they need to protect them because it's a dog-eat-dog world in any profession, and if you don't protect your IT and and the stuff that makes your business what it is, somebody will come along and take it.
4: That's right, and so it's not enough to innovate, you've got to protect your innovations, or you've just helped out all your competition.
3: Is there a uh, particular manufacturer that is here at shop? that might have uh, released something exclusive and really neat that you helped to come to fruition?
4: Well, there's more than one, but one that comes to mind, uh, probably the best social media launch I've seen in a long time with the quality to back it up and with the innovation to back it up is the the new Hudson pistol. Uh, You can't quite get up to to the counter at their booth because it's three deep in the aisles and they have created anticipation in the marketplace by the quality of their release and their, uh, their product seems to back it up with something that looks different, works different, and is superior. I'm sure they're getting a lot of attention from their competition. I thought that might have been you.
2: <laughs> I have to admit that being in the booth, and this is the 29th consecutive year for McMillan fiberglass stocks to display at SHOT Show. It is difficult for me to get out. Uh, you know, we have a lot of meetings with some of the OEM accounts that we do. Uh, all of our dealer customers that want to see what we've got new come to the booth, and they all want to shake hands and talk. Um, so I admit that I don't get to see a lot of the new products, but I really look forward to returning from the show, where a number of people that I know on Facebook and in social media will start to talk about what they felt like was the most exciting thing. And that's how I end up learning about a lot of the stuff that's going on here.
4: And some of my clients have told me that what's changed from say 16 years ago when it was my first shot show or or 29 years ago for you, is that people come up to their booths and instead of saying, so what's new this year? They already know because of social media. They just want to see what they've already been reading about. So that has really primed the the market to uh, pay attention.
2: There are some people who to try to keep a secret and then there are some people who intentionally leak the secret, and it's it's all a, a ploy to get people excited about their product. We actually had a, a launch, uh, a tease on some products that we're actually going to debut at the NRA show. Um, the new uh, division of our company is called McCubed. Uh, You've already seen the uh, IT, and you're already working on the registrations for us, and I really appreciate that. This, you know, everything is time-sensitive. Um, this is one point I really want you to make. There are a lot of people in the firearms industry that are individual guys who work in their garage, who have an idea, they, they do the work to, to put the idea together and prove it out, but when they look at registering a trademark or a name or a, a business name they say "Wow, you know that's a lot of money I just don't have it I'd like for you to explain how really important to to have that little bit of money set aside to protect yourself uh, from the very beginning because you may not have another chance
4: I, it, it's very important and even before one registers a trademark even taking the, probably if they called me up, they found me on the web and, and asked me a favor, I'd do a quick trademark search for them. they got to make sure it's safe to use the name that they've fallen in love with. Too often I see companies that have fallen in love with trademarks, they're promoting them, and then they meet me and say, so how do we protect this? I have to give them the bad news. Well, you picked a trademark that once you get noticed, you're going to have to stop. And so getting your trademarks searched and uh, safe is the key. It's similar on patents. All you need to do is get something pending, a provisional inexpensive application, and your technology is going to be safe to talk about. You don't need to worry about non-disclosure agreements and things. You can sell like crazy.
2: Well, I have to admit, I've come up with a few names of products that uh, I've run by you, and you've given me the bad news that they're already in use and that you would be unwise to, to uh, use that in the future. So it, it's really good to do it right up, uh, off the bat. You don't want to spend a lot of money in marketing and advertising and then find out that, wow, I'm going to have to change the name and all that work I've done is going to go down the drain.
4: Amen.
3: Hey, Ben, I got a question for you. Um, and please don't take offense, but a lot of folks uh, feel that you, that not you, but that patents might be too expensive and enforcement costs cost of fortune. What could you tell the folks out there as far as the, the value proposition and what you offer?
4: Well, the best answer is when you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, even if you think patents are expensive and ridiculously cost to enforce, you wake up in the, at 3 o'clock in the morning and you say, okay, this invention i got to protect. I'm not going to be able to live with myself if I don't protect this for myself because you know you've, it's your only hope to avoid knockoffs.
3: And, and I'll need to speak with you later about Zev Technologies, the uh, Glock company. I, I need
4: to know if I need to change my name. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can work out some kind of an agreement. Sounds great.
2: Well Ben, you know for the people that are, are listening to us that might have that idea that they're thinking about, one of the things they need to know out how to find out, how to get in touch with you, to have a, a, just a conversation with you so they can understand what the process and, and know what that is. So speak a little bit about your business, uh, where you're at, um, how you work, and, and get our listeners up to speed on what they're gonna need to know.
4: Well, the best way to reach me is to visit gunpatent.com and all of my contact information is there. There's a phone number there that's the, the phone I pick up at my desk and I, I talk to everyone who calls in. I enjoy helping people at the earliest stages and and as well as the companies at their top of the business in the industry.
2: Great, well thanks for sharing that with us. Um, you know, we've, we've got about five minutes left. I, I really think that um, some people have the misconception of people in the firearms industry that all they do is shoot guns. All they do is talk about guns. All they do is, everything that they do is involved in firearms. But I know that's not true with you. Um, I know you have a little bit of a passion uh, uh, that kind of coincides with mine. Uh, what else do you do to have fun?
4: Well, I, I enjoy Playing the drums, and I enjoy uh, restoring old telescopes. And you know, these aren't aren't what make me prominent in the firearms industry. But it turns out there's a lot of pr- pretty well-rounded people in the industry that have a have a secret side.
2: Well, I think those are the kinds of things that make people understand, and especially when they're they're just hearing our voice on the radio, they don't really know us. Uh, th- they get to know that we're human. We enjoy a lot of the same things that they do. I know I'm a huge blues fan anybody listening to the radio show noticed that the the, Mary had a little
4: lamb. (laughs) Am I right? No, it was close to that. Almost. Okay. But, but it
2: was a, you know, it's a blues lead in a blues break and a blues lead out. So, um, and I've got a, a little bit of variety in there. So everybody who's a blues fan like I am can listen to that. Um, but you're, you're living in Dallas now, right? That's right. Right. And, uh, you're a, a big fan of Cruz's, is that not right?
4: I, I actually supported him before I supported Trump, but I voted for Cruz in the primary. Um, but I'm glad that Trump prevailed. You know, I am too. And I was glad he was out there. As I would have said, you know, a year and a half ago, he's going to be out there stomping on landmines for the other candidates because I didn't take him that seriously. But turns out that he, he did it all.
2: You know, that's... Um that's kind of the way I was. I was really a, a kind of a Rubio fan, not that I uh, stand up on any pulpit and, and do a lot of preaching, but uh, I, I wasn't sure that Trump was going to be the right guy, but I've seen a change in his demeanor, and today was a really good example. He's becoming a very good speaker. He, his last three or four speeches have been dynamite. Uh, which I was wondering whether or not that was ever going to come around. Uh, the only thing that I can ask now is that he cuts back on the, the Twitter a little bit, and and I hope that uh, he grows into the presidential aspect of his position. Um, but I don't want to take it all away from him because that's who we elected, and that's who he is, and, and he actually has some positive impact.
4: Well. I would say about Trump is that he was exactly the right guy for exactly the right time at every phase of his campaign. And I believe he's going to continue to be that guy as the president.
2: Great. Well...
4: Also, I have to say that I follow his Twitter feed and I appreciate not having it filtered through CNN, so I would say start listening to his Twitter feed and you might you might change your mind on that.
2: No, I do and and I appreciate that too. Uh, I think I'm as tired as anybody is of the, the liberal mainstream media spinning everything in the direction that they want people to believe in. Uh, it's sad that we don't get true news anymore we just get spin. Yeah. Um, and you know that Twitter feed is not spun in any way, that's for sure. Well, until after it's out there and then they try to make it look as bad, as
4: bad as it possibly can. I agree with all that, Kelly.
2: Um, you were kind of unique. You you had this pegged a long time ago. You were posting on your Facebook page months before the election how this was going to play out. How is it that you knew what was going to happen?
4: Good sources. Uh, Scott Adams, the Dilbert creator... Has been talking about Trump's persuasion talent and his his genius, really, for a year and a half, and I've been paying attention to that. And everything he's said has come true. And then uh, I've also been following um, Larry Schweikert, the best-selling author, and who, who's also just released a new book, How Trump Won. And he was using the data from boring kind of inside election data on uh, absentee ballot uh, numbers and things like that, and and the real data was saying something than the fake polls.
2: Well, we're just about out of time on this break. Uh, we're going to go to commercial. I want to thank you for being with us, Ben. It's been terrific. I always enjoy talking with you. Uh, one more time, tell the people how they can get in touch with you to start the process.
4: Gunpatent.com. My, mo- my phone number's on the site, and I'll pick up the phone and talk to you.
2: Thanks a lot, Ben. Really appreciate you being here. And we'll be right back after this commercial.
5: for exciting video content live and on demand visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else that's VoiceAmerica.tv. tune in now for over 40 years mcmillan usa has been at the leading edge of the gun stock industry the company was born out of the desire to improve and perfect form function and precision with every one of their premium fiberglass stocks From tactical to hunting to competitive shooting, Macmillan Stocks are designed to dominate. Their signature three-way adjustable butt plates, adjustable cheek pieces, rail mounts, and adapters provide a versatile platform built on performance over 65 custom finishes are available ranging from solid colors to camouflage check out the mcmillan website for hundreds of stocks available for immediate delivery and for those wanting something more specialized call the knowledgeable and friendly staff at mcmillan for a complete list of options at 877-365-6148 Or visit MacMillanUSA.com. Again, that's 877-365-6148. Or visit MacMillanUSA.com. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time.
6: Your internet flagship
0: station for sports...
6: America Sports.
1: You are listening to Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us here
2: in Las Vegas for the Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan show. Um, Had a great guest on the first part of the show, but I'm really excited to introduce you to our next guest. Um, I met this man a long time ago. Uh, Most of you that know the mcmillan history knows that we've had a 40 some year relationship with the marine corps and uh we're very proud to have been supplying the stocks for the marine corps m40a1 and m40a3 and m40a5 for the past 40 years Um, and this next guest's first exposure to mcmillan was while he was in the marine corps Uh, so i'm going to let him tell you a little bit about his history uh, with us now is Craig Sawman Sawyer. Uh, welcome, Craig. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate you coming on.
6: Hey, thanks, Kelly. It's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to be on, especially on uh, a day that I'm referring to as, as the United States Second Independence Day.
2: That's awesome. We covered that in the first spot, but you know, I am just like you. I'm excited about this day. I got a little emotional when I saw him take the stage and was listening to the, the speech. Uh, it's a great
6: day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Results.
2: So tell us a little bit about your background, how you got started, who you are, what's going on?
6: Yeah, well, uh, I grew up in Southern Texas. Uh, my great great grandfather was the second governor of Texas, so all my family are back there. And and I went off to the Marine Corps after, uh, you know, high school football and, and different things like that. And I wanted to get into special operations and the Marine Corps didn't really have the level of uh, funding and, and political backing for their special operations at that time in the early eighties that I was looking for. So everybody kept telling me. Uh, to go look to the Navy SEAL teams because they did have that backing and the, the mission so I, I got all the way out of the Marine Corps into the Navy and that was uh, um, an unusual transition but the one in hindsight that uh, although I'll always be a devil dog at, at heart and keep that that heritage and, and proud of that but uh, really glad I went to the Navy because I got um, you know a combat a- action and spent 13 years there I started off to just do four years in the Navy and if I lived through it, I figured that'd be a pretty good start for life. You know, then I'd go on to school and, and do, you know, work my way into another profession, uh, raise a family at some point. But uh, four years turned into thirteen because I really liked it. Awesome. <laughs> it just clicked with me, and uh, I was, I felt like uh, I mattered there and was able to do some things. And and becoming a sniper was one of those things that I was able to accomplish, and one of the contributions I was able to make as a SEAL team operator and of course you know the first sniper rifle I was handed a train with the way it was uh, on a Macmillan stock and, uh, and it was very nice one at that It was simple but so comfy and, and intelligently laid out so I, I really appreciated uh, that and I've got a picture of that thing I want to share with you soon so um, I want to follow up with that but and then I have carried Macmillan stocks uh, on, on all my sniper rifles uh, afterward uh, throughout my time I got picked up for DevGrew after Desert Shield and Desert Storm so it was, um, it was a good career with a lot of great brothers and, and leaders that uh, I'm honored to have been a part of and and uh, friends with to this day. So it's um, it's uh, something I look back on with uh, with gratitude, for sure.
2: You mentioned DevGrew, and, and I just want to explain because some people don't know exactly what that is, including our former president. Uh, they referred to SEAL Team 6 as the... Uh, team that that took down bin Laden but the fact of the matter is SEAL Team 6 hasn't existed for a long time and now they kind of operate as as Dev grew uh, I just wanted to explain that for those out there who who wanted to know what your real background is. Um, You know so as a sniper did, did you grow up shooting in Texas?
6: I grew up shooting I had a BB gun and the pellet gun and then a little 22 long rifle that my grandfather had when he was a boy. So a uh, little bolt action, single shot. Man, I thought that that was looking back on it, that was a pretty smart way to start off. Cause man, um, you didn't have a lot of ammunition, and those little shots at a squirrel—if you didn't get him, you know—or that raccoon—or what you know, uh, cans down by the by the creek or river in southern Texas there—if if you miss, you know, it's something that, that mattered to you. So I like that uh, that heritage of of that one shot and that one accurate, well placed hit. So. Um, I, I, yeah, I did. I grew up shooting and uh, and that really seemed to carry over. Man, when I went to the Marine Corps and we started to qualify, I was second high shooter in the entire company. The only guy that outshot me was a 28-year-old gunsmith from Arkansas. So yeah. I felt pretty proud of that. I, I felt like that those early days served me pretty well.
3: Hey, Salman, you, know, you, you also do a lot of training. Um, you hold excellent training seminars all over the country, uh, very sought-after training seminars. Uh, but what really affected me was when I met you about seven years ago, my, my daughter was about five years old at the time and we were out at one of your locations where you train and you actually took the time to say hello to her and let her look through some uh, night vision and s- through some thermal and you know since then we've been out to your place and you know you, you, there's a part of you that people don't know and I just wanted to thank you for, for having that you know, personal touch and, and being an all-around good guy off the range as well so.
6: Well, Zev, thanks for just shattering my tough guy reputation. <laughs> no, seriously, I appreciate you expressing that, man. Well, I remember uh, that day meeting your daughter. and I, I looked down and I saw the face of a little angel. I'm like, oh, come here, you. Gave her a big hug. And, I mean, yeah. Well, look, um, our little people are special. And it's my heart. go. Anything that, that, ha- that happens with children has got a special place in my heart. So, man, that's... If you if, if you don't feel that I don't I don't think you're completely human. You're not whole as a as a human being if you can't if you can't appreciate our kids, man.
2: One of the things that our listeners are going to learn over uh, the time that we spend on the air here is that character is really important to me. It, it's a big part of who I am, and it's a big part of the people that that I find myself migrating to. It's difficult for me, no matter how famous or important somebody is if they don't have good, solid character and aren't good people down deep, it's hard for me to justify spending much time with them. And I just want to let you know you're in that category, absolutely.
6: Well, I appreciate that, Kelly. That means a lot to me, and it's and it's not a small thing at all. And I, I've, I've been taught and trained and grown up with that culture, and deliberately over the last mainly three years, I have begun deleting contacts in my phone very deliberately, Uh, for that reason the people that just do not do what they say their integrity is not sound and they have made promises that they haven't kept and i you know life is just too short I, i appreciate people who who i can look to and appreciate and trust and and uh and value their characters in return
2: well great let's talk now about what you've done since you left the navy you've been pretty busy. I know you've had a number of pretty exciting uh, projects that you've been on. One of the things that that I enjoyed the most was uh, the work you did in Africa. Let's talk about that a little bit.
6: Okay, well, working towards Africa, I got out of uh, DevGuru, and I went into the Federal Air Marshal Service, and um, it was before 9-11 happened. And then after 9-11, I came out here to Las Vegas to stand up the Las Vegas field office, and I ended up with 210 agents to manage for a while until we could hire more managers and break them down into smaller groups and then uh, I did that for five years and then I went off to Do high threat dignitary protection in the war zones uh, for the Department of State and other agencies and did that for another 12 years and then transitioned more into film and television and my my motivation for coming home and working in film and television was to be more stateside to be closer to my children my kids the, the, That which i find most valuable and precious and because i'm not all that bright i ended up creating a television show that had me over in africa <laughs> saving rhinos from poachers i thought okay craig you're gonna have to do better than this to stay home with your kids so yep i was invited over there to africa to, to, to run counter poacher operations to save some of the last of the, the rhinos down there from poachers and and it's a big problem because their their horns can be worth up to half a million dollars on the black market in asia so poachers are coming from all over the world and killing these animals as fast as they can uh, to take their horns off and uh And it's a horrible thing. So they wanted to make a television show with American spec ops guys so that the rest of the world would pay more attention and bring political support and financial support to actually have a bigger impact. So that's what we were up to with Battleground Rhino Wars that aired on Animal Planet. And we are proud of that initial effort. But then since then, we've created a a nonprofit organization uh, called the International Coalition Against Poaching. And uh, counterpoaching.com is our website there. So we've got probably... A 200 million dollar capability if you consider all the the rotary wing assets and the drones and light attack vehicles from Tom Carr and the intelligence assets and everything the operators that we've got on on standby and all the political invites from the different countries and so we just need to get the do a better job of getting the word out so that people can and foundations can fund it because it's a nonprofit organization to get us over there and get started because man we can really do a lot with it
2: if people are interested in learning more about it uh, how do they find out more
6: Uh, they can go to counterpoaching.com and we'll keep updates on it there
2: okay awesome uh you know i i've spent some time in africa south africa and mozambique and poaching is a big problem even for those areas where they allow hunting Uh, a lot of people don't realize that those countries in africa that don't allow hunting have a much worse poaching problem than those that do because there's no significant impact Uh, financially or monetarily on the government of those countries that that don't allow hunting in the countries that do we American European hunters that come over there and pay uh, pretty significant uh, licensing fees to be able to hunt give them a reason to protect the resource and so it's very important to them that the poachers are managed and taken care of unfortunately where you work there is no hunting, and there's there's really nobody that's willing to risk their life to protect an animal that means absolutely nothing to them financially.
6: Well, you're absolutely right, Kelly. Of course, because you have kept your finger on the pulse of what's going on in Africa for decades now, and and it, it's true. the the hunting, the big hunting groups provide so much financial support that's used uh, to protect the animals. It, you'll actually see. Uh, you go from one country to the next, they're all a little bit different, but the ones that allow organized hunting, the, the game is managed there, and those herds thrive, and the places where they don't allow any, there's no financial, like you said, there's no financial support, and, uh, you know, they're poor countries, and the poachers just decimate the, uh, the rest of the animals there. It really is sad to see.
2: Well, i really appreciate the work that you do um one of the things that i've always appreciated about you uh, it wasn't all about the fame and fortune everything that i've ever known you to be involved with had a a reason behind it and and a cause that was important to you and and i really appreciate that uh let's move on to what's going on now what you got going
6: well you know but i've started doing different film and television stuff i started off um with a little zombie movie with some some uh, some friends of mine in Hollywood and and then got picked up for History Channel's Top Shot and I was the most frequent on-camera expert for five, all five seasons of Top Shot, which uh, I enjoyed. And now I'm shooting Gunny Time with R. Lee Ermey and uh, we're having a ball with that. Man, he's just, he's a... He seems like a tough guy but on the inside he's a sweetie pie I mean you don't mess with him I mean he is tough but he, but he he's a he's a patriot and he pays attention to, to everybody that that he meets and uh, you know I've met hundreds of people that have met him that just brag about him and he's a great I guy. Love so that guy yeah I really we, everybody that knows him does so that's just great man and uh, now uh, I'm doing a lot of training I'm training American citizens to empower themselves not to be victims of, of violent crimes, murder, rape, kidnapping, and it's primarily geared on how we do high threat protection at, at the, the very highest level internationally. And it's not all about shooting or fighting your way out. It's about recognizing uh, what goes on in that area, paying attention to the information, and avoiding contact to begin with. Recognizing those pre-threat indicators Uh, situational awareness and threat recognition and if if you're tuned up on it you can actually pick up on things that are beginning to go wrong and change the situation at the earliest possible juncture so I like to use the the analogy of a car crash you know what's the best way to survive a car crash okay once you've crashed a car you know what do you do and my mindset is why don't you put fresh tires on your car get good training and and not be texting while you're driving and avoid the crash that's your best chance of survival so I, I approach personal protection the same way so I train people to, to do that and it really has been effective people are loving it so it looks like uh, we're going to make a TV show about me training people to do that here oh, great. before long. that's exciting
2: um, for those who are specific maybe do a lot of traveling uh, abroad and and want to learn more get more in tune with that situational awareness that you mentioned uh, how do they get in touch with you and, and how do they find out more about what you do
6: Well, my website is tacticalinsider.com and I've got a training page on my website and it's got all that information. My uh, marketing company, Cross Timbers Marketing, is is phenomenal. They're starting to handle all of that for me and they'll keep a lot of uh, information, videos and so forth, loaded up for me so that people can really see what it is that they want from my menu of of offerings Uh, because I do train people for different things. I train military, law enforcement, and civilians and a wide range of, of, of skill sets. So I think uh, that's just grown. I've, been, I've begun doing that between film and television productions as a way to you know keep beans on the table, and it's just thrived. It's, it's grown into something far more, and I, I genuinely enjoy training the American people uh, to do what they want to do better and, uh, and give back, if you will, in that way. And so it's just grown into something, I think, probably, because again, because I like it, and uh, it's just gone well.
2: That's great. And you do this at different locations around the country. People fly in and uh, you, you'll take care of arrangements and stuff. Uh, give them ideas about how to attend
6: your classes. Yes, sir. We've got information on how to host one of our courses and what, what all is required there. And I've got people, that'll, uh, people that uh, um, potential clients can coordinate with and answer all those questions and so that we can get to their location if that's what they want and help them out that way
2: that's terrific um, we got a couple more minutes I know uh, you're a great family man uh, you happen to be a friend of mine on Facebook you you talk about your kids all the time um, tell me tell our listeners a little bit about your family and and why family means so much to you
6: well I was raised by um, a very loving uh, mother and father and I that I really believe that's what gave me my confidence my core level confidence whenever I Seem to meet people that are really broken up inside. Inevitably, it seems to be that from their tragic upbringing, they had some sort of um, unfortunate uh, family situation, a broken home, and that my heart goes out to those folks. And I just I have learned to realize over the years that that's what really gave me my my solid foundation was that loving mother and father, and they were married for 60 years, and they were just like newlyweds the whole time, and it was really inspiring to see. So I wanted to. I had an appreciation for that. So that's the the environment that I wanted in my own home. And so that's really where my culture came from. And I'm trying to perpetuate that as best I can. And that's kind of what makes me tick.
2: That's awesome. You know, I I love the fact that you're a patriot. Uh, I want to thank you for your service. I really appreciate that. You know how I feel about uh, all those who have served uh, to provide us with the liberties that we have uh i really want to thank you for being on the show craig you're uh such a terrific guy I have such a great story i really appreciate you being here and uh i'd love to have you come back sometime when we got some more time and and uh
6: get to know us a little bit better that'd be great uh kelly especially uh, you know coming from uh my position as a as a longtime fan of your you and your brother and your father your, your family's work and uh, your in- integrity as well and your friendship and i appreciate you brother
2: thanks appreciate that I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, This is Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, and we'll be back right after this commercial.
5: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. For over 40 years, Macmillan USA has been at the leading edge of the gun stock industry. The company was born out of the desire to improve and perfect form, function, and precision with every one of their premium fiberglass stocks. From tactical to hunting to competitive shooting, Macmillan Stocks are designed to dominate. Their signature three-way adjustable butt plates, adjustable cheek pieces, rail mounts, and adapters provide a versatile platform built on performance. Over 65 custom finishes are available, ranging from solid colors to camouflage. Check out the Macmillan website for hundreds of stocks available for immediate delivery. And for those wanting something more specialized, call the knowledgeable and friendly staff at Macmillan for a complete list of options at 877-365-6148 or visit MacmillanUSA.com. Again, that's 877-365-6148 or visit MacmillanUSA.com.
0: We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? The opening
5: kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's a to shot. got it With 2.8 seconds left. <laughs> I don't care where they put him. This one is out of
6: here. From high school to the pros, we, <laughs> we, cover, everything. we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
1: You are listening to Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back. Uh, We're here in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Sands Convention Center at the 2017 SHOT Show. For those who are um, not in the know, SHOT stands for Shooting, Hunting, Outdoor Trade Show. And it is the industry trade show for the firearms industry. Uh, We've got two million square feet of displays out here of all of the manufacturers in the industry, large and small, displaying uh, their new products for the, the new year uh, and courting dealers. It's a dealer show. Um, you have to have uh, an FFL uh, or have someone allow you to come in on their FFL in order to get a badge to come in. But if you ever get an opportunity to do that, it's definitely like Uh, a kid in a candy store here if if you're a gun lover Uh, I've never had anyone come to this show uh, for the first time and not just walk around with their mouth open so um, that being said I want to stick with the uh, the title of our show as brains and badasses Uh, the guy sitting next to me definitely qualifies as the second part of that as did Craig John Guybe, I've known for a number of years. We actually became acquainted when I actually hired him to run a a training uh, class for me when we were giving away uh, long range shooting classes with every rifle we sold. So, um, got to know him well. He as Craig, uh, fits that character that I'm looking for, Uh, ethical, uh, such a good guy, good friend, good family man, a competitor. And I'm not going to take that away from him, because I think uh, almost everybody who wants to be very successful has to have that competitive edge. But I want to give John a chance to talk a little bit about himself and uh, give us a little bit of his history and and background, and uh, we'll start from there.
7: Okay, so uh, I I grew up in a military family, and... uh, uh, like many many of them, the men in my family, uh, dating all the way back to World War II, uh, went in the military myself, um, started out in uh, 1998, was an army ranger, uh, got into sniper, uh, into the sniper community. And uh, after my 11 years in the army, I spent nine in the snipers. Uh, and actually, when we first met, uh, I was shooting the international sniper competition. I had shot in 2009 down at Fort Benning and we shot in the service class that year and our, our equipment was not up to par to a lot of the teams that shot in the open class and uh, I said you know I, we've got to come back next year uh, with a lot better equipment and you know who else to, to talk to than you know this you know world renowned you know McMillan firearms you know amazing equipment so we had that conversation hey you know we want to go back next year and we want to win and we need we need the best stuff to do it and uh, that's actually where Um, where we uh, got all got got initially connected.
2: Uh, I'm going to explain for our listeners there are 60,000 people in this uh, display um, building for the last four days and it is very uncommon for anyone to be able to survive coming in contact with that number of people without picking up something. You may have been able to hear in Zev's voice He's a little bit under the weather, and I know John is has got a little bit of a sore throat and, and raspy. So we're going to work on, on him staying a little closer to the mic so you hear him, but we'll not expect him to speak too loud. Sorry about that. That's all right. No problem. Um, so, you know, after you got out of the Army, uh, you started doing some competitions and uh, uh, doing a little bit work here and there. I know you have another profession. Uh, just to give us a little idea what you what you do as
7: a profession. So I, I own a couple businesses, actually. Uh, when I, I got out of the military, I finished my, uh, my bachelor's degree in global business. Uh, one of the companies I own is, uh, is a Clear Skies Financial, which is an investment advisory company, so I work with clients on that. Uh, but my, my real passion lies in a, a new company that I just recently started up, uh, which is called JJ Rocco. Um, we're gonna be manufacturing high-end custom actions, uh, immediately going after a space in the industry that we found uh, basically had an opening, that extreme long range. Uh, right now, there's really only one player that manufactures an action uh, in that part of uh, the industry. And uh, it, it, it's, it's suitable action, but it's not what I would consider a high-end custom action. So um, we're, we're going right into that uh, as our first offering to the industry.
3: And John, uh, Xavier, I was uh, happy to see you in on the kickoff inaugural meeting of uh, many of the luminaries that are uh, attached to this extreme long-ranger ELR community. Uh, we had our first meeting up in Night Force's uh, uh, meeting rooms. Uh, we had folks from Applied Ballistics. We had uh, you were there as well, and Kelly, of course, was there. He's been uh, a big sponsor of this of this new community, it's a great new sport. Can you talk uh, just a little bit about what the... Uh, competition is like and and what you're trying to do with that
7: well so uh the competitive stuff i've been doing uh obviously starting the military with the, the military sniper competitions uh after getting out of the military i started shooting in the civilian stuff with the you know the prs the precision rifle series um those those competitions do go out you know fairly far in, in some cases uh some of them go out to about a mile um but that particular meeting that you're, you're discussing, uh, you know, is, is really based on this new event, the King of Two Miles, uh, where everyone is coming out trying to push the extreme limits uh, of accuracy on their rifle systems. Um, you know, I, the guys from Applied Ballistics basically uh, started, you know, setting the pace for everybody last year when they did an amazing, amazing performance, uh, taking first, second and fourth place uh, as a team. Um, it really you know, set the bar high for everyone going in this year.
3: And I'm actually looking at the rifle that they did that with. It's here in our booth, and I'm staring right at it as you're speaking.
7: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, they came in and, and just blew the competition away. Um, I, I believe Mitch was, you know, first round hits all the way out to 2,500 yards, which is amazing. Um, and, you know, that goes back to, uh, you know, it's it's a, it's a rifle system, so everything has to be the absolute best components you can have to have a system that has got that kind of accuracy at those type of distances um so uh we're definitely getting ready to uh to compete in that Uh, i have a my partner john khalil and i will be competing in that um this year it was great to be in that meeting though um amazing to be around those individuals
2: what uh what makes your action? I know that we've talked a little bit about it, but I wanted you to share with our listeners what makes the action that you're designing different than a whole bunch of custom actions out there.
7: Well, uh, one of the other business partners is uh, is Rock McMillan, uh, who's been in the rifle manufacturing machining uh, industry now for thirty plus years, I believe. Um, you know, manufactured some of the some of the best actions that you you know that are out. Uh, I
2: think I've heard of him.
7: Yeah, yeah, I think you have too. So um, we we obviously want to make some tweaks. We saw that there was some uh, demands in the industry. One is a uh, integral lug um, and a integral rail. Uh, we will also offer the ability to not have an integral rail if the, if the end user does want to be able to switch from a 20 MOA, 30 MOA, 40 MOA base. Uh, but there is a high demand for that integral rail and that integral lug. Uh, we also found, you know, with the bigger guns, as we get into this extreme long range stuff, uh, there is a little movement in some of those rails and on some of the ways that they, they attach to the rifles in those big, big calibers. So we, we think that integral lug will, will help us out quite a bit. Um, other than that, uh, there's, there's, some, there's some other things that are, that are working. I can't really talk uh, too much on them because I think we may be, you know, applying for some patent trademark things uh, with the action, uh, but I'm, I'm excited uh, I, I, you know, we've we've got some of the best shooters in the country, uh, going to be using our action going into the King of Two Miles, um, which you know we're we're really really excited and proud of.
2: I was just going to ask you, uh, the name of the company is really cool, JJ Rock Company. That's awesome. Um, H- have you thought about, or I want to give a plug to my uh, first guest on today, Bennett Langlotz. He's my uh, patent attorney and trademark attorney. H- have you given any thought to uh, talking with an attorney and, and getting those processes started?
7: Uh, yes, we, we definitely will, uh, we'll be hiring an attorney. And, uh, as I have done over my eight or nine years of, uh, working with you, Kelly, uh, I, I uh, I listen to you and take a lot of advice from you. Um, you know, when I've got questions, you've been in this industry so long, you know, whether it's insurance, whether it's attorneys, whether it's, you know, just, hey, how, how can uh, we work with this other, you know, other group or other company? Uh, you've been instrumental uh, in, in my development uh, getting into this industry. So we'll, we'll absolutely be talking to
2: him. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, I want to give a plug to a good friend of mine. Larry Nelson and his son, Kevin Nelson, just walked in. I, I'm just saying hi to them. That's uh, Nelson Custom uh, Guns. They have a really cool 1911-22 uh, conversion. Uh, you need to follow them up and, and look them up on the, the web, get some more information on that. They're, they're terrific guys, and the product is really awesome. They've had a great show to, uh, to date. So um, that's Nelson Custom Guns. Uh, back to John. Um, With this ELR, a lot of people are not really familiar with what we're talking about. And and really, the only really organized, well-planned, well-thought-out competition to date uh, for extreme long-range has been the king of the two-mile. That was put on um, by Eduardo... With a three three word name, and I'm not going Eduardo to
3: Abril de Cuberto.
2: Yeah, that's the guy, <laughs> <laughs> um, who happens to be the president of the 50 Cal Shooters Association. But this match was not in association with the 50 Cal Shooters. It was put on just separately by a- Eduardo because he really believes that we have a lot to learn about how to reach out to those kind of distances. And in order to be able to do that, you gotta put it in a a competition form to get people excited about doing that. Now, what we did here in our booth over the last three days is gave a place for all of these extreme long range uh, competitors to meet, to talk, to formulate ideas on how they wanna go forward and to develop uh, a competition with a set of rules where everybody knows what's going to be required so there's some continuity and consistency to it we don't want everybody going out there saying well i set the record at four miles or what you know records are records and that's really not what's important what is important is for us to develop not only the science behind it but the technology and the engineering now as the owner of mcmillan fiberglass stock i'm trying to do my part and I've come out with a new stock called the ELR Beast. And if you've ever seen it or a photo of it, you know why we call it a beast. But it's built specifically to handle barrels with uh, actions two inches in diameter, uh, breeches at about two inches, tapered down to about an inch and a quarter at 38 inches, and total gun weight of about 50 pounds. So it takes a lot of engineering for, for us to be able to provide something that will hold up to that. You've already considered that with your actions. You, you're going to have, what what size, what diameter actions are you going to have, and what do you think you're going to make specifically for ELR?
7: Wow, that's that's tough. So um, I, I think we're in that two-inch diameter okay. area as well. Um, that would definitely be more of a rock question. Uh, he is, he's our, our, our science expert engineer behind the design. Um, I, I handle a little bit more of the... Uh, uh, market sales, um, you know what, what, what additional, uh, extra features that you know guys are looking for in the market. Um, the actual brains behind the design is definitely, definitely rock.
3: And you know, uh, Zev here again. I think that, that Kelly got a, hit the hit the nail right on the head when he talked about the science and technology. We really are looking for guys like you and and Kelly Stock to provide consistency, because you know anybody can go out with one hundred ninety rounds and and shoot two miles or three miles, uh, but can they do it first round shots? Can they do it with the correct wind calls? Can they do it with the correct technology that breeds consistency? Yeah. We're really looking forward to guys like you to bring that to market.
2: Well, as usual, this last segment just seems to fly by. Unfortunately, we're out of, ta- out of time. I want to thank John guybe for being here. Uh, good luck to JJ Rock and co. Uh, we look forward to seeing you on the, the range soon. and. Uh, for all of my listeners. Thanks for being here in Las Vegas. Really appreciate you listening and we'll catch you next week.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Be sure to come back for more next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The weekend is here. Enjoy yourself. We'll talk again next week.